Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Tuesday to you all. I hope they're having a fantastic day. I hope that your Monday turned out to be amazing and I understand that a lot of us not myself. I actually enjoy Mondays, Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays. They're all great, but sometimes Mondays can be like really tough for people, especially if you go into the mindset of feeling like you have a lot to do, you have a lot of crap to deal with. I totally get that. Um, I like to keep a positive mindset on Mondays because it just gives me the energy to really like push through the whole day. So anyway, um, I hope that you had a good one. And so I hope that Tuesday is going well too. Uh, before we get into any more welcomes, I just want to remind you that this week we are talking about the top five most unpleasant emotions. And today, Tuesday specifically, we're going to be talking about anxiety. But before we jump full into the episode, again, I hope that you're having an amazing Tuesday, whether your day is beginning um, in the middle or towards the end. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. I just hope that you're able to accomplish what you need to do. I hope that your workday is good, Um, but maybe you're off today because if you have a different schedule, that's awesome too. Um, But yeah, I hope it's going well. If you are having a hard day or you're just having some frustrations in your day, I always encourage everyone to do the five minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes to be by yourself. It allows you the opportunity to um, take a break from when your burdens, issues, or problems that you are currently dealing with. And you can just kind of take a break, take a breather. It also gives you an opportunity to deal with any problems or issues that you're dealing with. Maybe you can come up with a resolution while you're taking your five minute reset break. But the five minute reset allows you to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. You know, you're kind of just drawing a line in the sand and allowing yourself to leave that first part of your day behind move forward with a better mindset, realizing and knowing that the day can get better. And you can do this multiple times in a day, in a week, a month, and a year. It doesn't matter. And like I said, you don't have to be having a bad day to do it. You can just be having like a frustrating day or a day where you just really just want to separate what's happened from what could possibly happen later in the day. Also, I always encourage everyone to make a list of at least four things that you are grateful for, big, small, medium size. You can be grateful for um, the leaves falling on the trees. You can be grateful that you got a raise at work. You can be grateful that Thanksgiving is creeping closer and closer, which means more days off of work, but like more food to eat, which is amazing. Or you can be grateful that you don't live in a state or a city that's closing back down again because of the pandemic. So you can literally be grateful for just about anything, which makes the list endless. And last but not least, before you end your five-minute reset, um, I encourage you to feel at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day, because despite what you're going through, hopefully with that gratitude list and taking a break from any burdens and problems, you can realize that there are still amazing positive blessings happening in your life. Um, And I know that you could be going through the cream of the crop, the crap, the hardest thing in your entire life, but I want you to know that even though you're going through those things, you can still spend a lot of time focusing on the positive that will help you get through all of that crap. Because I'm not here to diminish what you're going through, but I just want to help you, give you uh, ways for you to push through it so it's not as crappy, as hard. But I do hope that you're having a good day on this Tuesday. Again, like I said at the top of the show, this week we are talking about the top five most unpleasant emotions. And today, Tuesday, we're going to be talking about anxiety. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. Um, Let's all just start by agreeing that anxiety sucks. It's something that millions of people struggle with and many people feel stuck in it and don't think there is anything they could do to overcome it. Um, And let me mention that a little bit of anxiety 
is fine, um, just like most emotions, but it's when it's happening constantly and getting in the way of everyday life, which sucks. And I understand this to a T. I struggle from anxiety so much and for so long and for such a grand portion of my life. And it's not fun at all. At, like at all, <laughs> at all whatsoever. And, and, you know, and I know that some have found it necessary to take uh, medication daily to cope with their anxiety, which is fine. Like absolutely fine. I've been offered that many times. Um, and it's totally fine if that works for them. But I am here to share with you some ways to overcome anxiety uh, that doesn't involve medication because that has always been my goal and desire. I don't want to have to be on something for my whole life that is going to help me regulate my mood. Now, that is not to say that I don't take medication to kind of help me regulate my mood every now and again. I do take a natural supplement um, that's actually called Lavella that's lavender-based that helps to calm my moods when I do find that I am overly anxious or stressed or just having a rough day and I need to help have something help bring me down and maybe like exercising or taking moments to relax, which I really suck at, didn't help. You know, taking one or two of those actually really helps and it's natural so it doesn't have the grand side effects. Honestly, to be frank with you, one of the reasons why I don't want to ever take those medications because they affect um, weight gain and as self-centered as this may sound, I just don't want to gain weight. You know, I'm already anxious enough. I don't want to have something else to, to add on top of that. It's just not something that I am personally interested in. I understand that it doesn't necessarily affect everyone, but I am not taking the chance. So anyway, but, you know, I, but before I get into any of the steps, the suggestions that I want to give to you to help you overcome anxiety, you know, let's chat about anxiety causes because that's important too. Um, anxiety can be established from so many events and experiences, you know, from family experiences, work stress, emotional shock after a trauma um, or a distressing event, loss of a loved one, family member, or a sexual, physical, mental, emotional trauma experience. And something to note is that maybe the list I just gave sounded super extreme, which some of them kind of are, um, and not extreme in like it wouldn't happen, more of like extreme in like those things are heavy. Um, but even the piling up of multiple minor issues can contribute to major anxiety. You know, it's just like kind of like building like a stack of blocks and once the stack gets too high everything comes crashing down do you know what I mean and you know um but yeah it can contribute to major anxiety and if the anxiety isn't treated and worked on it can cause worse issues like panic disorder depression high blood pressure and irrational anger which I have experienced all of those things and there are more things that I haven't experienced um, or that I have experienced that are not included in that list because again it's never a conclusive list um, but those are things that could contribute as well so that's why it's super super important to keep an eye on anxiety and not just let it be something that you push to the side and think that will eventually go away or something that doesn't need to be worried because worried about because it's not depression because it's not suicidal ideation you know because it's not an eating disorder when honestly um maybe you are dealing with those other things and anxiety has come from it or vice versa the anxiety will lead you to down a path of some of those things which is not great either 
let's be frank. So um, today I'm going to give you five steps, which seems very common. Um, I like five, I like five, I like six, I like seven. I don't like giving like super long lists. I have in the past. People have enjoyed them. We probably will do that, but we'll probably be on episodes where I don't feel like I need to talk so much because as you, as you can know, if you, especially if you're not new here, I talk a lot. Um, but anyway, Today I'm going to give you five steps on how to overcome anxiety. Um, so let's just jump into step one. Step one is to start setting boundaries and saying no. So it's super important to define what your limits should be. Communicate those those needs. Don't feel the need to over-explain yourself and know why it's important and enforce those limits. I talk about boundaries a lot. If you're not new here, you will already know this. And I think because since I did start doing a video version of the podcast, I think I might revisit boundaries even though the podcast is still new. It's still um, been less than a year that it has existed. However, I think that I could do um, a couple topics that I did talk about since starting the podcast in February a little bit better and it might be helpful to have some of those redone on camera again. Um, So I might do that. But if you are interested, you could always go back into the podcast archive to listen to a whole week where I talk about personal boundaries because they're super uber important. They're so important. You need to be able to establish um, your boundaries and be able, and part of establishing boundaries is being able to say no when you just don't have the mental capacity or the time or the the ability to be involved in something that you don't want to be involved with, which will help to lower your anxiety. A lot of times anxiety can spur from just having too many stressors and too many things on your plate, just feeling very overwhelmed with everything in your life. So it's important to realize that you have the um, opportunity, that's not the word I want, you have the right to say no and to just not engage in activities or events or be a part of something just because maybe um, someone did that for you or because you're close to them or you're their spouse or their partner or their best friend or they don't feel like there's anyone else they could trust with it. Like those, all of those are like good ways to manipulate you into thinking that you have to participate. When you don't, you just don't. You don't have to. You can establish those boundaries and and tell them, um, I just I don't I don't have to. And you also have the right to not have to explain yourself. You don't have to be like, oh, I can't for like all of these five reasons. And then that gives them the opportunity to use those reasons against you. This is all of these obviously in the worst case scenario, um, but they have that opportunity to use all those reasons against you and manipulate you into doing the thing that you didn't want to do anyway, causing you even more stress and anxiety. So I encourage you to really take the time to establish your personal boundaries if you haven't already. Again, in the podcast that I did previously a few months ago, I talked about um, the different kinds of boundaries, which is like soft, hard, and healthy boundaries because there are extremes on both sides, and then there's a healthy um, medium in the middle. So it's important to not just be too far to one side where you're literally a doormat that people just walk all over or where you literally don't let anyone in, you don't talk to anyone, you don't do anything, engage in anything for fear of being taken advantage of, being manipulated and um, just not wanting to, just having a very hard exterior shell, that makes sense. So um, yes, you need to define and to just create boundaries you need to define what your limits are and those can be 
anything, anything that makes you feel comfortable because that's what personal boundaries are. They're about you, not the other person, no matter what they say. It's always about you. Um, And then uh, communicate those needs. Make sure that you let them know that those are the needs and the limits that you have. Don't feel the need to over explain yourself. You don't have to because they're your reasons and that is fine. And know why it's important, why those boundaries are important to you. You have to just know that internally for yourself and you need to enforce those limits. You can't let people walk all over you. You can't let people um, just be like, oh, okay. Like sometimes you, there might be like give and take, you know, compromise, especially if it's a situation with your partner or your spouse or whomever. But you can't let that happen all the time, especially if having that boundary is super important to you. Okay, moving on. I could talk about boundaries all day long and someday I will again. It'll be great. Uh, Step number two is to live in the moment. A lot of times with anxiety, you're so um, worried about the uncertainty of what could or might or may happen in the future. Believe me, I think of scenarios like literally 10 or 20 different scenarios of what could happen in the future or you will spend a lot of time focusing on what did happen in the past and hindsight is 2020. So you're thinking like, man, what could I have done? How could I do it differently? How could things have been differently if this and this and this had happened? Like spending all your time in the past is not going to help you change anything that happened in the past, obviously, right? And yes, I do understand if you want to reflect on what happened so that you're able to use that information to come up with a better way to re-engage in that event activity or whatever it is again in the future, but that really only takes one or two revisits. You don't have to continually sit there for hours on end coming up with different solutions and reasons why that thing happened. In regards to the future, the future just is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. You could plan your day um, all up cute, tight, in a bow, um, but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen that way, and it doesn't mean that all hell isn't going to break loose. And I don't want to say that to be negative at all whatsoever. Honestly, even someone that struggles so deeply with anxiety, I find some happiness, some excitement in the uncertainty of what could happen tomorrow. Because maybe tomorrow, suddenly you know, there'll be some sort of new research that'll give us more hope that we'll be able to get past the pandemic, right? Or maybe tomorrow, you know, some other sort of like discovery for space and the world will come to light and that'll be really exciting. Um, Or maybe an opportunity at work or an opportunity in your side hustle that you're trying to make into your regular job. Or, you know, maybe if you're trying for a baby and you test tomorrow and you find that you are pregnant, like there are so many amazing things that could come in the future that you don't know that'll come and that's why you have to have a positive attitude and believe that good things are going to come you can't just continue sit in a state of negativity and fear that nothing is ever going to work out that's generally what people that are dealing with anxiety do you know so it's important to live in the moment It's important to, you can be excited about things that are to come and you can reflect briefly on things that have happened, but if you don't live in the moment, you know, it might just all pass you by a lot quicker than you anticipated. Plus, we don't know if we're going to be given tomorrow and that's just the truth, right? Uh, You know, whether, whether you are religious or not, which I personally am just just so you know. But even if you're not, you're still not promised tomorrow, you know, the likelihood of something happening. um, I don't know what the actual um, statistic would would that be, but it could happen, you know. At any moment, we lose people that we love and we care about. So it's important to really engage in what's happening right now, really enjoy life to the fullest as we can, 
while also being smart I'm not saying you should just be like careless and do whatever you want but to be smart spend the time that you want to really um, be with your loved ones your family like trying new things just going for things that you've been scared of because you're afraid of like judgment and people not supporting you like that's where I am in my life. I'm just like pushing forward and trying for things that have just been on my heart that I really, really want to do and engage in. So I encourage you to do the same. Live in the moment. It'll help ease your anxiety a little bit because you'll just be enjoying what's happening right now as opposed to being worried about what already happened and what could happen. Okay, so step number three is to face the fears head on. So get to know them and the worst case scenario. So If you are afraid that you're going to maybe, let's say you're afraid you're going to lose your job. So I, if that is truly a fear and you just can't get rid of it and it's just going, going, going in your mind, I would encourage you to really get deep onto what does that fear mean? So why do you feel like you're going to lose your job? Do you feel like you're going to lose your job because they just hired someone else that does your exact same job? You know, are you afraid you're going to lose your job because you've gotten written up or you've had like a, like a... Um, a progress report or you know like a check-in at your job and it didn't go as well as you thought or are you afraid you're going to lose your job because um, you've heard rumors of your department or your company shutting down like what are the reasons like actually dig deep and figure out the reasons why you're scared what are the things that are pressing on you what are the things that are challenging you to live in that fear and then and then jump to the worst case scenario. So let's say that the thing that you're afraid of actually happens. What if you actually lose your job? What if you actually get fired? Okay, well then what are you going to do? Are you going to like just wallow and weep and be upset? No, you're going to, I mean, you might do that for a little bit because you're mourning the loss of your job. That's fine. It happens. But you're going to you're going to feel the freedom that maybe from a job that you actually didn't truly enjoy, that you didn't actually want to be a part of, that you actually wanted to find a reason to get out of. And then you're going to start seeking other jobs that you can do. And then you're going to start working more on the side hustle that you've kind of put to the side or you didn't really have time for. And you're going to slowly but surely get into the groove of moving on to something bigger and better. And it's possible that losing your job was meant to be, but if that's the worst case scenario, maybe the worst case scenario you want to jump to is like, well, you'll lose your job and you won't be able to pay your bills and then you'll struggle. Well, if you know that's your worst case scenario, then maybe right now you can put in some things, some ideas, some forethought of like, okay, well, if that if that happens, maybe I should start creating a savings or maybe I should like check in with some people and see if they would be able to help me out for a little bit or maybe identify things in my life that I could sell or some sort of like side hustle I can do a job that I can get like right away that generally is always hiring so you can make some money. Just kind of plan ahead a little bit. Don't go to the extreme. (laughs) Don't go to the extreme. Um, But just like if you if you are truly afraid of it, you can't get over that fear that you're dealing with, then um, really think what the worst case scenario is, what you can do to um, get through those hoops and really get to know deeply the reason that you are afraid, that fear. Step number four is to find ways to rest and relax. Find those calm moments. I am really bad at relaxing. Truly, truly really bad. Um, And usually people that suffer from anxiety, um, people pleasers, perfectionists, all things that I am, uh, they have trouble relaxing. You know, a lot of times, (laughs) actually... We, I'm living in a new house right now that we moved into two months ago, actually. Yeah, two months ago today. Um, and 
one of the reasons that we chose this house is because it has a beautiful master bedroom and bathroom so it has a nice big master bedroom and then you go in and there's like a you know a master in-suite bathroom and it has like a double sink and a shower and a tub and a walk-in closet and blah 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 so but the biggest thing about this was that it had a tub in there and I love taking baths every time we went on vacation my husband and I I would love to get a room that had a bathtub because I always want to take a bath I want to get like a bath bomb and bubbles and all that stuff and really engage in that whole like spa feel but then you know I got here and my husband's like oh my gosh are you gonna take a bath the first night and I was like no not the first night because I have a lot of unpacking to do and that question continued to come up like every other day of like oh are you gonna take a bath and it was like no 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 and honestly I didn't end up taking a bath until probably like a couple weeks ago for the first time when it's something that's super important to me. It's something that actually relaxes me and calms me. The problem is, is that I always find something else that I need to do, right? I need to <laughs> clean up the pantry or I need to go scrub um, all the countertops or I need to go reorganize this closet or I need to go unpack this, that, and the other. That was always the reason and I never took the time to actually relax and so but it's super important because when I do actually take the moments to relax, like today I sat on the couch a lot and watched football and I did that last Sunday, but on Saturdays I will spend a lot of time cleaning and organizing and getting things into a state of livability, if you, if that's a word at all. But I do try to take the time to relax, but I'm just really sucky at it and I have to be reminded that I should do it and I kind of sometimes have to be forced into doing it and then I'll kind of slowly like ease into it. You know, it's like getting into a hot tub where you're like, it's really hot at first, but then you like slowly get acclimated to that temperature of water and then you ease in and then you're finally just like fully in there. Do you know what I mean? So Anyway, all this to say is I struggle with relaxing. So if you struggle with relaxing, I, I feel like I know what you're going through because even though I have found things that I enjoy to relax, like taking a bath, watching football, reading a book, watching a show, I still sometimes find myself multitasking in the middle of those things. Maybe not the bath time, but sometimes because I'll be in there on my phone like shopping for something or coming up with a solution for something while I'm trying to relax. But it's important to take those times to relax so that you can calm your anxiety so you can kind of bring those levels of stress down so that you're not feeling so super anxious and so overwhelmed um, so that you can give your body a break from all the anxiety and all everything just kind of like being all up in the air do you know what I mean so um, it's super important for you to find ways to rest and relax um, you know one of the ways that I like to not rest, but kind of like relax my anxiety, particularly is to work out, um, even if it's just a run, because I feel like a run is very relaxing for my mind. Maybe not for my body, um, and this could help you if you don't have a lot of ideas for relaxation, um, maybe for your body, but it doesn't actually relax your mind, like I was talking about how I was taking a bath, but I was still doing work on my phone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to do... I like to run on our treadmill in the garage because it really just relaxes my mind to just let me like, you know, focus on what I'm doing, focus on the tempo of my run, focus on the music that's playing, and it really just calms and soothes me. So I encourage you to find something that will give rest to not only your body, but to your mind as well. Um, and step number five is to talk it out with someone you trust. Now, don't worry, I don't think that I added this step to every single day because I do know that yesterday I talked about 
the last step in talking about loneliness was to talk to a counselor. And today, also, I'm mentioning talk it out with someone you trust, but you don't have to necessarily talk to a counselor. Um, you can talk to just someone that you trust, someone that you don't mind sharing those deep, um, kind of uncomfortable feelings with, and really tell them like what is causing your anxiety to like. It's, let's say that if your anxiety is at a manageable level normally, and you're able to use some of these steps and some other steps that you have looked up on the internet, because um, again, not a conclusive list ever, um, and those are just not working because your anxiety as like is at an all time high. Maybe just venting to someone, chatting with someone, really talking it through with them will help you really figure out what is causing your anxiety to skyrocket a lot higher than it has before in the past. So that's why I say talk to someone that you trust because it doesn't necessarily have to be a counselor, but if it is, that's fantastic because they're super helpful. Um, But it could just be a spouse, a friend, a partner, um, a mentor, like someone you look up to, or maybe it's just like a pastor at church, or maybe it's just like a a girlfriend that you really trust or another, or a guy friend, it doesn't matter. But you can find someone that you can talk to, talk through maybe you just need to kind of get it like out of your mind and your body and just into the space and then realize maybe a lot of those thoughts are irrational that's real talk and then kind of like reel it all back in and figure out a game plan to move on from those high high anxiety thoughts but that's all the steps that I have for you today it's all the suggestions that I have to suggest to you guys um so thank you so much for listening to the real positive girl podcast I really appreciate it I love you guys so much if you hear any noise in the background right now and for the past two minutes it's because my doge is in here and he's sleeping but he's having a dream and I can't I can't wake him up so anyway um have a fantastic day you guys check the description box for notes for the show where to find me on instagram my email address for any questions comments concerns prayer requests feedback topic suggestions or just to say hey hi and hello but Until next time, have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.